Hey beautiful soul, this is the Menopause Coach Podcast with me, your host, Adele Johnston. I'm helping you create a vibrant life of joy and happiness without your menopause stealing your personal power and sass. Together, we're making menopause mainstream. We want to learn how to quickly relieve the stress that is going to be the most effective way for you to understand what you're feeling and how to navigate it. Welcome back to another episode of the Menopause Coach Podcast. I am your host, as always, Adele Johnston, and I am here with a beautiful episode today, one that is going to get you really in your thoughts, but also in the practice. So are you constantly worrying? Are you feeling nervous or stressed a lot of the time? And I know for some of you, you'll be thinking, oh my God, Adele, are you literally in my head right now? Because there's a lot going on in life, isn't there? Do you find it hard to feel good about anything really? About yourself or about experiences? Well, I'm here to discuss with you, and it's something that we all experience, is emotional intelligence and the impacts that that can have on our ability to understand it and to work with it so that we're able to self-soothe with any issues at any point in our life. Okay, as always, I want to come here with some tips. So I'm going to give you three steps that you're going to be able to take very quickly and very easily into your life. And the whole purpose of this podcast episode is to help you to feel in control and in power. Okay, let's just call it empowered so that you are able to navigate any types of worry or nervous feeling or stressed feeling in your day. There is going to be times that you fall back into these learned habits and these learned feelings and these learned emotions. And what I want to do with this is I just want to give you the awareness that emotional intelligence and mastering self-soothing are really, really rich and abundant to have in your life. Okay, so this This is tips for you where we get to become more successful with our relationships, our life, our business, our career. All of these things get to be when we feel that we can navigate these times. So for those of you that are unfamiliar with the words emotional intelligence, this is basically our ability to recognize our own feelings Okay, this is where we get to really think about things like empathy and be able to name those feelings and emotions. And for others as well, actually, for being able to recognize where others are connected with their feelings and emotions. So emotionally intelligent people can use their emotional intelligence to regulate feelings. We can understand how these feelings influence our decisions And we can manage stress and emotions that flare or come up for us. Okay, that that can really help us to lead our lives in a very effective problem-solving way. And people with high emotional intelligence demonstrate a really core self-awareness. We're very adaptable. Personal motivation is key. We have that ingrained in our heart space. And we also hold a lot of empathy, compassion, and social skills in relationships. 
So this might, you might be thinking here, oh gosh, if I, if I tuned into a psychology session, Adele, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. But in this episode, we're going to talk about this emotional intelligence in more detail. And I'm going to give you three ways of improving yours and dealing with situations better in your life. So let's jump straight into step one. You know by now, if you've been in this space with me inside this podcast for a while, that it's all about jumping straight in to the value. So number one, learn to quickly relieve stress. You're never going to be able to completely eradicate or deflect stress from your life. Okay, a little bit of stress is good. But stress over time consistently can negatively affect our emotional, our mental and our physical health and well-being. We know that, right? Yes. As well as our relationships and our ability to function in life, okay, everywhere, not just in work, but in life. And as a result, it's important to be able for us as humans to manage our stress and our anxiety. It is going to happen. We're going to have moments And the reason that we need to learn to manage it is so that we're able to then reduce its negative impacts on our lives and those around us, because how we react and respond has a direct impact on those around us. Okay, more specifically, we want to learn how to quickly relieve the stress that is going to be the most effective way for you to understand what you're feeling and how to navigate it. So if you're familiar with mindful meditation practices. In fact, I cover one of these in episode 19. So you can go back and you can do that mindful meditation where you are going to be doing it with your eyes open as you walk. So don't panic if you're someone who thinks, oh geez, I'm not lying down in a room for an hour meditating, Adele. I have too much to do. I see you and I hear you. I am simply asking you to go for a walk, put on episode 19 and embrace the mindful meditation practice within. And what you're going to find with this, and it might sound easy, but I've built in an additional step for you in this episode so that you can use it this time around and just really embrace it and feel it. Okay, so I have you right now. So you're going to use your six senses. Yes, I said six. I didn't get that wrong. You're going to use number one, your sight. Number two, your sounds. So your hearing. Number three, your smell. Number four, your taste. What can you taste? Number five, your touch, your physical touch. And number six, connection. Okay, this is in movement and being in the here and now, also known as meditation. So your sight, your sound, your smell, your taste, your touch and your connection. So that is step number one. And I would love to invite you to go and listen to episode number 19 after this episode so that you can embrace using those senses. You're already going to be in movement when you go off for your steps for health and listen to episode 19. But you are then going to bring in the five other senses for that one. Step two. We're going to build emotional intelligence. Yes, we are. And this is something that we learn and we learn through practice. Okay, practice being a, you will not just do it and master it. You need to show up and do it continuously. So emotional intelligence is the ability to identify, to understand and to use your emotions in positive ways to relieve stress and anxiety that will come up for you. Okay, it's the ability to be able to communicate effectively with yourself and with others in situations 
And it's how we react and respond, okay? How we sit with or how we love and release in situations that come up and arise. And you're never going to be immune to having an outburst. It happens and it happens because of a reason. So how many times have you been in a situation where you feel the rage, this inner anger, you know, the tears of resentment start flaring up inside you and you're just so bloody annoyed that a lot of things start bothering you so, so much and it becomes this pile-up effect. And we've all been there, okay? And just because you do the work to enhance your emotional intelligence over time doesn't mean that you're immune to any of that triggering BS that happens in life where we just think, why the F is this happening to me right now? It happens to us all, okay? I'm included. The difference here is you'll learn how to manage this and you'll self-soothe before you respond, okay? This is important. So without the lashing out, without the regret, without the guilt, the shame or the self-judgment. And I say that this is a really big thing. I call it your 90-second pity party. So before you show up and you do anything and you reflect, you're going to have a reaction to a situation. You are. Your brain is going to see it, feel it, sense it and react. And we're allowed the 90-second pity party before we need to step up and show up for ourselves and take back the responsibility of switching on our emotional intelligence. So the reason I'm sharing this is because it means a lot when we look at our life happiness and our success, when we feel that we have this connection to the emotional intelligence within. And when it comes to happiness and success in your relationships, your career, your personal goals, this stuff matters and it matters a lot. So let's use four areas of emotional intelligence, okay, that you're going to learn to master over time. And when I say master, you never become an expert, you never become a specialist, you become a master because you show up for yourself each time and you master within that moment when you're showing up for yourself. You master the practice, but you will never be 100% immune when it comes to a little bit disjoint from your own inner work practices. So the four areas of emotional intelligence I want you to be aware of are self-management or self-soothing, as I like to refer to it. You're able to control impulsive feelings, your behaviours, you can manage your emotions in an abundance energy and mindset. You can use your intuition and your initiative to then soothe yourself. You can follow through on your commitments and you can adapt to changing, evolving circumstances without panic or feeling overwhelmed. Okay, this is the abundance part where we're thinking, right, something's happening, but I can self-soothe in this situation because I have this. And here's one tool, reframe. I have reframe in my toolbox that I'm looking at this thinking, and this is one that I'm going to share with you that is a big one for me personally, but also for my girls in my household. Okay, this is something that I've taught them over the years. There'll be 13 in October and now they do get anxious. Yeah, they're, they're evolving into young women and they get anxious about school exams and tests. We've had block tests for maths and French lately. Lord above my own anxiety, my own overwhelm of sitting down and helping them study for this. It really brought back memories, not nice ones, of high school where I did not enjoy maths. 
But had I known then what I know now about emotional intelligence, would I have actually navigated high school differently? Yeah, probably. Because actually in the self-soothing and the abundance mindset and the ability to adapt to changing environments, I taught myself that actually when something happens, as long as I have not caused a death, everything is recoverable, regardless of what it is. Everything is recoverable as long as I have not caused somebody else, another human being or another living thing to die. And that for me, I know some days, you know, we we hit something, an animal on the road. Yes, it's sad. It's really sad. Okay. But it also gets to be that I have this reframe to say, okay, that I can't bring it back. I can only help myself to soothe through this situation. So there are worst case scenario lenses that we can look at for this, but it's our abundance energy to be able to reframe, to then be able to say, for example, block test for maths. Will anybody die if you get a question wrong? The answer is no. So nothing bad can happen. Let's do our best and then we move through it. So self-soothing is number one. Number two is self-awareness. You might think, well, wait a minute, how is that any different? But this is where you recognise your own emotions and how they affect your thoughts and behaviours. And it's also then how you are able to name those emotions and those feelings and those thoughts. So when we feel a bit overwhelmed with things, this is when we can get ourselves into a fractious energy. It becomes more of a lack mindset state. And this is when we will say things irrationally or we will think irrational catastrophic thoughts Yeah, the catastrophizing mindset of the future brain, oofs, really powerful, derails the hell out of us. So where we think of self-awareness and we recognize our own emotions, this is where you can start to think, well, what am I feeling right now? What am I thinking right now? Am I feeling anxious? What does anxious feel like to me? Does it feel like sweaty palms? Does it feel like a pressure in my head? Does it feel like a heart palpitation? Does it feel like a sicky feeling in my tummy? So naming those emotions, those thoughts and those feelings help you become more self-aware. And if you already know your strengths and weaknesses and work with them and for them, this is another big tool for your toolbox. And I don't just mean one where someone will say, name me your three strengths and name me your three weaknesses. Oh, that takes a bit of emotional intelligence to jump into that question. But if you haven't already done your 16 personalities quiz, there is a free link inside the show notes of this episode. Feel free to go click that and do your 16 personalities test. This is coming to you from a place of love and it's a pure share. I am not there collecting your data when you click this link. I am not there asking you to buy anything when you click this link. This is about you understanding what are your true strengths and weaknesses from answering the questions within this psychology questionnaire. And what this is going to do is help you to understand the importance and get clear on where your strengths and weaknesses truly are. So you can work with both. Okay, we don't ever need to problem solve our weaknesses. They're actually part of our strengths. They're part of who we are. And then number three, social and energy awareness. Whew, this is a big one. Energy awareness. And we get to understand our emotional interactions and our emotional outbursts and connection a little bit better when we get to this point, because this helps us understand what do we need and what do we have the concerns around. Okay, we get to pick up on some emotional signals. We get to feel comfortable 
recognize all the powers that we're feeling, whether we're in a single setting and we like to be quite introverted, or whether we're in a setting with others and we like to be connected with other energies and groups, the collective, the community. So social and energy awareness, are you good around other people or are you quite introverted and you're better just being in your own company? There's no right or wrong to this. It's understanding your social and energy awareness and recognising that if you walk into a room full of strangers and that lights you up, then let it light you up. Do this more. But equally, if you walk into a room full of strangers and you are absolutely crippled with catastrophizing thoughts, anxiety, heart palpitations, sweaty palms, then maybe this is not one for you. And you get to say, I am going to take a bit of me time right now. I need to recharge this energy. I am energy aware. And then number four, relationship nurturing. You're able to develop and maintain really strong relationships. You're able to communicate clearly. You're able to inspire and influence others. And you work well, both individually and with other people in teams or groups. And also managing conflict is something that you are actually pretty good at. But unfortunately, without being connected to all of your emotions, you can't manage these things. So your relationship nurturing becomes a little bit more like relationship defected. You aren't communicating very well. You aren't connecting with people very well. And you might be listening to this thinking, wow, like this is so resonating with me for my partner or my boss or my friend or my parent or my child, anyone that you know, if they don't have or you don't have that strong relationship nurture, then developing those relationships, maintaining those relationships is going to feel difficult. So we need to be connected with these emotions so that you can manage how you feel and fully understand your own behaviours or learn to at least appropriately control how you're feeling, acting and thinking. So yeah, there's challenges to this for sure and nobody is perfect. We will all have outbursts. But that leads me up nicely for you thinking about how can you then support yourself moving forwards? Okay, because many people will struggle with emotions. Many people will slip back into that inner child state and that inner child state will always take over where we don't have the control over it. Okay, the lashing out. Okay, it's going to happen. So relax, relax into it. But our feelings can often seem like a pressure cooker, ready to blow. We've all been there. We've all been there. And we can feel fear. And this can lead to that uncontrolled energy of that leaking energy of, wow, like I do not feel myself right now. And when that happens, it can it can be a really horrible realization that we have lost control. So in those situations, you might find that you are caused to be a bit more introverted. You might act out and lash out. You might shut down. Okay, making it difficult to think rationally, causing you to say and do things that you've later regretted. And you're kind of like hanging your head in shame thinking, I didn't say that. Oh my God, please tell me I didn't say that. It's so uncomfortable. Or you may go into great lengths of avoidance. Difficult emotions can bring avoidance tactics out. You might distract yourself. You might think and and act mindlessly and have these addictive behaviours of binge watching television for hours, drinking alcohol to relax, mindlessly snacking or overeating at times playing computer games and scrolling on TikTok. Yeah, these compulsively 
obsessive behaviours can be your way of numbing. And if you're feeling overwhelmed by your emotions, you may very well demonstrate a shutting down or a shutting out of these intense emotions. Numbing. Yeah, it's an effective initial frontline response, a technique that many of us use in trauma situations or pressure situations where our emotional intelligence can't face or handle the thing because we've just not practiced our emotional response techniques. So I want you to think about what is coming through for you right now. What is resonating the most at this point in this episode for you right now? And I would love to help you to understand how you can really help yourself become more self-aware, how you can start to really show up mindfully. Okay, and the techniques that we use here are very simple. I would love for you to think of one gratitude each and every day. And that gratitude gets to be something big or it gets to be something small. But when you connect with the gratitude, you're reminding yourself that you have abundance in your mind space. Number two, I would love for you to practice the mindful meditation in episode 19. Take yourself out for your steps for health and practice the mindful meditation technique using your six senses. Okay, your movement is one of them in that self-connection. And then the other five, you're going to listen to the episode and you're going to take your walk and do it. And what this is going to do is it's going to open up this abundance energy inside where you get to connect with what am I feeling? What am I sensing? And the third and final step for you is to take everything from the gratitude, from the mindful meditation practice and to journal or at least brainstorm what are the emotions that I am feeling? What are the feelings that I am experiencing? And name them. They may be one word, they may be a sentence, but naming the emotion gives you the opportunity to connect with the emotion. And by naming that emotion, for example, I am angry then you can ask yourself the question, well, what is angry? What does angry feel like in my body? What does angry look like for me, for those around me? And what does that make me feel like when I think I am angry? And in being able to connect with that, you are giving yourself the opportunity to emotionally connect. This emotional intelligence steps up a level and you're able to then be ready for the next step, which is reframing. So when I am angry, I feel upset. When I'm angry, I feel upset and I start to become judgmental and I start to become shamed and guilty. And actually in those moments, I feel shame and I feel such a heavy burden. So what can I do when I start to feel angry? I can take a deep breath and I can remind myself that I am in control and I am an emotionally intelligent being who is able to reframe. Okay, please borrow mine if it feels good. Spilt milk on the floor. Nobody has died because I spilt the milk on the floor. A scratch on the side of the car. Nobody has died because I scratched the car. It's all repairable, recoverable, cleanable, wipeable, all the things. So I'm being able to live in that abundance mindset, being able to live in that gratitude-filled happiness space is what helps you to become way more emotionally intelligent. And that is my gift from me to you today and helping you to listen in. And I do thank you and celebrate you for being here for this episode, for being present for the last 20 odd minutes listening, for allowing it to settle into your unconscious and subconscious mind, and for being present for yourself. So hopefully this has given you something to take away, to resonate on, to sit with, 
and to build upon. Because you are an abundant, emotionally intelligent powerhouse. And I am here for that. And I am celebrating you and I'm feeling all the feels and all the high vibrant energy right now. And I want to send it to you down your ears. So are you ready? You are powerful. You are abundant and you are supercharging your emotional intelligence by having listened to this. So well done. And I will see you on our next episode. If you've enjoyed this episode, then please do give us a review. We read every single one of them and we love doing so. You can also come across to my Instagram. The link is in the show notes as always and have a chat with me about what came up for you in this episode. I would love to share with you some further thoughts and I am more than happy to answer your questions. So do come over and say hi. And until next time, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I truly hope this episode has sparked something vibrant inside of you. I ask only one thing. To help keep these episodes coming, please subscribe and share with another in your life. That's how we reach more women worldwide and we help them step into their power. Because together, we are working to remove any of the stigma and taboo that surrounds menopause. This does not need to be a daunting, a scary, a taboo time in anyone's life. So together, let's make menopause mainstream.